The New Marketing Show is brought to you by Trinity Web Media. TrinityWebMedia.com. Trinity Web Media solves business problems with intelligent web development and digital marketing. Hey everybody, welcome to another episode of The New Marketing Show, the marketing podcast where we talk about how effective digital marketing and web development solves business problems. As always, join with co-founder, co-host, co-everything, the guy who does all the Kevin work, <laughs> Kevin Everly from Trinity Web Media. Kevin, how are you today? What's going on? Greg, doing well. How about yourself, man? Oh, man, I'm doing all right. I'm, uh, I'm, I'm getting over a cold. I'm feeling a little cold here. we got change of seasons coming, you know, but uh, I'm excited about a lot of things we have coming up. Uh, mm-hmm. I am speaking at Work Camp Riverside. Uh, in the very near next future. Week, right? Yeah, it, next week and next Saturday. And my topic is uh, <clears throat> finding your audience through content. And, you know, a lot of the stuff that we've talked talked about here on the podcast. So um, I'm interested and I'm very, very excited to formalize that and to put that into a presentation for all the word campers here in Southern California. So pretty cool, pretty cool. So how about yourself? What's going on in New Jersey? Oh, we got we got some foliage popping, starting to get cold, <clears throat> and uh, Halloween around the corner. So excellent. Well, and and for anybody listening nationally, that also means mischief night. Oh, uh, so. you know, mischief night is not actually a national thing. No, I think it's Michigan and New Jersey. Well, Michigan they call it Devil's Night. Devil's Night, yeah. Devil's Night, in New Jersey, and the tri-state area. It's mischief night. I don't know what that is any longer. So if anybody has any idea to come to the beach community where I live in San Diego. It's not a good idea. So let's not, <laughs> let's put that out of everybody's head. So with that being said, excellent. I'm, I'm, I'm excited to talk about, I'm excited just to record another podcast. This is episode 42. 42. We started Jackie this, Robinson. Jackie Robinson. That's right. Jackie mm-hmm. Robinson. The, uh, the number that nobody will wear ever again in baseball. That's right. So what did you want to talk about today, Kevin? You know, we talk a lot about the velocity of an idea and how we carry velocity to, uh, you know, deployment or through execution. But uh, I think just having a, you know, it's kind of a hot topic lately. Everybody feels that, you know, the faster the velocity, the faster the product gets out there, the faster, you know, the brand gets out there and that's, that's the play now. So I think maybe just talking about that and maybe how we do things and our views on that. I think that the velocity of idea is a great topic and it's something that I've always been passionate about. It's something that I've always like tried to work within. So talking about that is good, but more important than velocity of an idea is just executing an idea and making sure that you are doing something. Yeah. And it's actually funny because this is one of the places you and I differ the most where I, I would rather typically plan and, you know, get ready to launch something. And you're like, no, let's just, you know, foot on the gas, let's do this. And somewhere in between our process, we do find a good medium and, you know, to succeed. But it's interesting that our paradigm of thought is so far apart on this. Yeah, but is it really that far apart? I mean, our, our ideas are, are not that far apart. I think our ideas are both execute. We need to execute. You want to, you, you know, and you can explain this a little bit more. You want to go ahead and plan and make sure that everything is good and everything, all the things are dialed in. And I want to go ahead, I get the idea, I want to run with it. I've been sitting on an idea for like the last three weeks or a new site for Trinity and a new podcast uh, like series 
for Trinity, and I haven't done much about it because I've been trying to flesh out the idea a little bit more before I go ahead and just mm-hmm. launch it. I think that the key thing is executing. And then thinking about this even further, which is going to lead into you know your thoughts here, is the velocity of the idea really comes, I think, when you have a process around execution. You know what I'm saying? So like, if, so tell me, so now let me reframe the question to you. If we have a said process for every single thing that we do when it comes to executing ideas and we're getting there for a lot of different things, would you be so adverse to moving quickly? No, exactly. Right. So now if we have like a proven process and that process, we all know that process changes from time to time. You know, and it's going to have to pivot based on the platform, based on the media, based on the audience, et cetera, et cetera. But like at the same time, like I think velocity comes with a, the process. So I, I agree. And I think, you know, experience- I'm sorry. I'm sorry to interrupt you here. Let me I, I, I said velocity comes with the process. I don't think that that's 100 percent accurate. That's not what I mean. I think that executing at velocity uh, successfully comes with a process. That's what I meant to say. The process enables you to carry along with the velocity. Exactly. Okay. That makes sense. And I mean, I think really too, what, you know, where does experience come into play? I think experience lends to dialing up in a process. I think, okay, not to go meta and go into the next, go into the matrix or, or whatever the continuum of a third world, but the experience of having executed ideas and then the experience of creating processes and then the experience of your career and the experience of how those processes work. Well, I just went super meta. I went all about experience here. <laughs> you, know, you know what I mean? I think that that's where velocity comes because you have mm-hmm. experience to draw from. And to, and to draw on. So how do you think that, so in your ideal world and, and what you do, you know, for the business, right? You know, you, what you do, you know, we've categorized a lot as being linear. How, how do you feel that that, you know, puts you into a different place? So as a linear thinker, uh, running fast and hard and the velocity behind an idea is kind of unintuitive um, with a little bit of experience. Like we just kind of, you went off on your tangent with experience. It's not so scary. It is something that you approach differently the, the next couple times around. But early in my career, it was very intimidating. Yeah, I could I could totally see that. And me being the other way as not you know sort of an abstract creative thinker, you know, I'm so eager. And okay, self admittedly, and everybody in my life will also say how impatient I am with things. You know what I mean? I think that there are times that I just want to go out there and do it. And I'm sitting on ideas right now that are in my notebook here on my desk and I'm sitting on it and it's killing me. It's literally like killing me that I want to go ahead and, and launch this new podcast series and this new website and content series, you know, but it's like, I, I've learned from you that just pump the brakes a minute, make sure that you have all of your ducks in a row and go ahead and still execute, you know, but execute more methodically and with more of a process. And and I think that lends itself to better success. You know, there's nothing more frustrating than being excited about a project and hitting a stone wall pretty, pretty 
early out of the gate that you could have been avoidable. And on my side, it, there's nothing more frustrating than being super excited about a project. And excitement to me, in my world, for me, excitement mm-hmm. stimulates creativity. And creativity stimulates execution. So it's like when I'm sitting on something, you know, this new idea that I have, you know, for the series is like, it's changed since my first idea and it hasn't pivoted. It hasn't done a second iteration. Maybe it's just a little bit more baked than what it once was. So, you know, we've talked about it a whole bunch. Do you think I should just say what the idea is or what? Yeah, I mean, let's let's not be those guys. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So I had an idea. I was out on a run here in Mission Beach in Pacific Beach, San Diego. I, out the, I usually run from my house at Crystal Pier and back. And I was like, I love documentaries. I love behind the scenes things. I love the getting to the you know the backstory to shit. Mm-hmm. I love. I'm a sucker for a backstory. Right. So I thought maybe it would be cool if we interviewed either written or video or audio. That's the part that's not fleshed out yet. <laughs> you know, people and other content creators about how they go about creating content. What, you know, what do they do? You know, how do they go about doing things? And I think that it has some legs because I mean, I want to talk, I want to talk on a high level to other content creators and bring them in to our brand and et cetera, et cetera. So it's like, it's been killing me to be sitting on this idea, but at the same time, like, you know, Trinity Web Media right now is busier than ever. We have so many things going on. So it's like, you know, I don't want, I can't sacrifice any of those things. I'm waiting for a holiday break, which is, you know, Thanksgiving coming up to, you know, really start fleshing out some of these ideas. So I think Mm -hmm. that if anything, like, you know, I, I don't think that moving with velocity has to do with taking risks. I think it has to do with taking calculated risks over the course of time and over the course of your career and now drawing back on that experience and making that into more of a process you know and i agree and and i know we we talk about goals all the time but how are you going to move fast and hard if you don't understand where you're going that therein lies the problem sometimes i i don't know where an idea is going to go you know when i started sure my first company out of the gate you know after you know my firings of all the agencies and all that shit that we've talked about before, you know, I, I, I didn't know where that was going to go, but I know I had to do something. And sometimes I feel like if it's not going to cost a lot of money, if it's not going to set a brand back, if it's not going to do X, Y, Z, I don't know if the final destination is as important as just getting the idea going, you know, like giving it some viability, some life of its own, just getting it out there, just doing something. I mean, how many times do you go to, you know, your favorite bar or, you know, your favorite sports bar or, or whatever, and, and you hear the same people talking about the same shit. They're going to do this. They're going to do that. And they don't do shit because they're stuck in an idea mode and they're waiting for perfect or et cetera, et cetera. But what really needs to happen is you just need to do something. Maybe that's part of their DNA. They're, they're lazy. They don't know how to do it. You know, all of, they don't have the resources, the technology, which we – because of what we do as a business are afforded to do. You know, we have all the technology to launch technological ideas because of what we do. Sure. I don't know if technological is the right word there, but I'll throw it in there. I think you you guys know what I mean. And I think, you know, the last 10, 15 years with like 
the, the startup buzz and all the excitement around startups, ideas have been given a ton of attention and, you know, Hey, let's go get funding for this idea. Right. Ideas are very rarely funded. You know, the execution. Yeah. Ideas are never, wait, wait, ideas are never funded. Like, I know Francine Hardaway taught me that a long time ago. Mm -hmm. Ideas are not funded. People and execution are funded. Exactly. Nobody funds an idea. You know what I mean? They fund, they'll fund people and they fund the execution of that idea. The game plan to get, bring that to life. Sure. Yeah. I mean, everybody in the world, you know, that I respect, you know, says, you know, ideas are worthless. Execution is everything. And I believe that. So like I've been guilty in the past of running too fast and say, I'm going to have this idea. And within five days we have a, uh, you know, I have a podcast, I have a, this, I have a, that all in the mix. And what happens is if it's not planned out with a process, I get overwhelmed. I'm speaking for me, from my experience. You know, I get overwhelmed, and what I end up doing is it gives way at some point. It's not sustainable. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, this podcast, you know, the, the new marketing show, we talked about and we fleshed out the idea from August of 2017 to our first episode, so January 9th, 2018. You know, we. And I think it was like Christmas break. You're like, hey, I got this idea for the topic. Finally, like, you know, we. We finally smoothed out some some ironing points, and right. it was up. It was running in two weeks. And I, I think that, but it took all those months to get that fleshed out. I think that what we did was, you know, the world does not need another marketing or WordPress podcast. The world does not need that, you know. But I think what the world needed, and which still remains to be seen, we're forty two episodes in, plus all of our bonus episodes, maybe one hundred and ten total, you know, of. Are we on to something here? This is still a work in progress. You know what I mean? Like I see big podcasts pivot all the time. You know, EO Fire, John Lee Dumas' highly successful show pivoted. You know, there are things that have that, that pivot. And I think that we adapt with our time and we adapt with knowing our audience and knowing what the audience wants and et cetera, et cetera. So had we run right out of the gate with something, I think we just would have done another WordPress or marketing, digital marketing podcast, which would have been fun. You and I having discussions. And nobody listened, mm-hmm. you know, and, and I think that that's, that's a shame because, you know, we put a lot into doing, we put a lot, not just podcasts, we put a lot into executing all of the ideas that we do. But I think now we we're starting to flesh out more of a process to take calculated risks at velocity. I feel like I'm just talking in circles yeah. and I'm saying out like a lot of buzzwords and jargon and I'm like speaking very cyclically. I feel, you know, like Miles Davis, you know, I love jazz, right? You know, Miles Davis, you know, he plays the bebop, the, the, I would always call that like circular jazz. Cause I feel like it would always just take me, cycle me in circles, you know, but I kind of feel like I just did that. Not that like in my rhetoric with jazz or Miles Davis or being that brilliant, but you know, I feel like, I feel like, you know, when we say, you know, now we're taking calculated risks so that we can execute at velocity with a process, you know, I think there's a lot of, I think a lot of people can say that with a, a certain amount of bullshit, but I know that's it. Exactly. What, does, it what does that really mean? You know, I think that it means that we draw on our experience. We're willing to take chances on things. Now we have a method to the madness, implying some of your strengths to things to execute on ideas. Now, I don't know if that was more detailed or that was just synonyms of the circular bullshit, 
You know what I mean? But I think that that's really what we believe and really how we do things and how we operate. Yeah. Well, at what point do you think collaboration lends itself to the ability to carry with velocity? I think that there's a number of different collaborative points along the way. I agree. Collaboration starts when you tell somebody your idea. Because I only tell people the ideas that I have that are viable. Because if I told them the ones that were unviable, they would think I was fucking crazy. Because <laughs> right? there's a notebook of those too, you know? There's a notebook over here of those two. But you know what I mean? I think collaboration starts when you tell somebody what your idea is. And you're asking for their input. When you ask for somebody's honest input of things, that begins the collaborative process. The second point of collaboration, I believe, is in, in starting the execution and getting things. You know, you may need a graphic designer. You may need somebody to develop a site. You may need somebody to consult with audio or video, you know, and, and lean on their expertise. That's the second point of collaboration. The third part is the people who are going to be ongoing in the launch. The last part is the audience and the world. When they give you feedback, it's a collaborative type of thing. You know, some people may call it like a crowdsourcing, you know, I'm crowdsourcing ideas. Well, you're not crowdsourcing. You, you are crowdsourcing ideas. And that's the that's the the modern day terminology of it. But I just consider that as being collaborative. You're being collaborative with the world at that point. So I think that there's four different points along the way. And I think that each one are equally as important. But if you're not willing to get feedback, don't launch anything to the world. If you're not willing to make something great, don't bring somebody else into it. If you're not willing to get feedback in the very beginning about what, it, you know, about, about your idea and where it should go. Don't bring anybody else in, just launch it solo. You know, there's the African proverb, which has been made popular in the WordPress and digital marketing world from, uh, I believe Chris Lemma says, if you want to go fast, go alone. If you want to go far, go with others. And I, I believe that. And also there's a point of that. That's super true where it's like, it takes the stress and the pressure off of you and your, your one person. Well, you know, the we is greater than the I, you know, and I think that, you know, that having a team around you to rely on and to rely on their strengths and to draw on inspiration and everything else from it can never be, you, you know, can never be under undervalued. You know, we always talk about momentum begetting momentum. And I think energy yes. on certain projects through collaboration begets more energy, more excitement, you know, being able to celebrate the small wins on your way throughout a process is, you know, what makes the 12, 15 hour days worth it. You know, that's why we do what we do. Yeah. And, you know, you talk about celebrating the small wins, you know, every day, you know, our Trinity Web Media team has, we have two daily meetings. One at 8.30 a.m., one at 12.30 a.m. One at the beginning of my day, one at basically at the end of your day, mm -hmm. right? So for the East Coast, 11.30 and 3.30. Correct, right. Mm -hmm. And the reason being is now we can kind of spread things through. So I think that every single day we've gotten very good at celebrating small wins and milestones and, and, and being accountable to one another. I think that you can't celebrate milestones without doing anything. That, and, and a lot of times accountability and communication aids that process. So I think that, you know, we, 
people need to be better at celebrating small wins. You know, the ultimate goal, of course, is being a sustainable company. But at the, at the end, you know, getting things done and moving over milestones is what moves you towards that. Yeah. And, and, I mean, I, I, and velocity and, and time takes time. Sometimes the velocity is the velocity. And like, sometimes you want things to go way faster. Sometimes they can only move so fast, which plays to your world of being very methodical and linear and fucks my world up of impatience up, but teaches me a lesson on how to pump the brakes to slow things down. There is a happy medium somewhere in there. Yeah, and so, and, and I think it, it's mostly situational. True, true, true. I was just gonna say, you know, we've been working on the new uh, on our new ebook, the roadmap ebook. You know, TrinityWebMedia.com/slash/roadmap, and we've been running Facebook promoted posts, and we've been doing a lot of scientific testing. And I think that this also, not to get off track, lends itself to a whole other great topic about the process around the testing of these posts and and. And, and uh, the Facebook ads. I mean, literally a uh, playbook and review, refine, repeat. Yeah, absolutely. And it's 100,000 million bazillion percent. Trillion. Trillion. Yeah. It's huge, as somebody in Washington would say. Uh, I, I think that, what, you know, by slowing things down, we're able to collect really good data and really, really, really launch things, you know, shipping often. But every time we ship, we review it and we can ship a little better. So if you think about it, right, executing at velocity, right, We're, me being impatient, you being methodical, you know, this process that we've been doing with the ad plays to both of our strengths because I'm getting the satisfaction of hey, we're moving forward, we're moving with my idea, and you're getting the satisfaction of, okay, well, we're, we're rolling it out in a small, limited capacity so that we can test it and review, refine it, and then by the time we go to the, the true beta or the live version of things, we know exactly what's going to work. It's going to be the most effective version of you know our creative, our copy, everything we can do. Yeah, and, and not just effective, like, you know, we always talk about being effective, you know, to the audience and for our clients and things like that. We, and I think that we don't pay enough attention to the fiscal responsibility of running a company. I think that this is also the most cost-effective way for us to start gathering data without spending thousands and thousands of dollars to, to get a, a, a different sample. Yeah, I mean, here it is the end of October. We already know that we want to see a return on this in four or five months. So we started this process Right. Probably 60 days before we typically would have in the past. Sure. And I think that so, you know, what we're talking about is like we would want to see convert high level conversion, you know, by February 1. Mm-hmm. And now we're doing this, you know, pre-Halloween. And in the past, I mean, and I think that we're moving at a good pace. We're moving at a pace that keeps me happy and my impatience at bay. And we're moving at a pace that keeps you being able to run the business in a controlled manner. Right. And I think that by the time we launch it, it's going to, we're going to give this idea ample time to be reviewed, refined and relaunched, you know, to be effective for the brand. So, I mean, I think that that's sort of the best of both worlds. We're operating at a decent velocity, but also fucking we're also doing things very, very methodically. Yeah. Fiscally responsible. Yeah. And that's the part that I sort of struggle with sometimes. I'm like, I don't care how much it costs. I don't care how much it costs. We just need to do it. Let's just do it now. And now I'm starting to learn 
okay, well, you can't just spend all the money like a drunken sailor while you're at work. You need to go ahead and figure out what works, what's going to, where we should be. And we have like, I think we have three different review processes in this, in this review where it's like, if this happens, we now need to look at point B. If this doesn't happen, we're stuck at A. If point B happens well now we, and point C doesn't work well, now we need to look at C. And we'll go into more of this, I think, in, our, in a future episode, you know, once we get further down the continuum. But I'm super excited. You know, executing with velocity idea is, is something I'm passionate about. It's something that I, I believe in. But it's something I'm learning to – I don't know. It's because I'm getting older. I don't know because I got you in my ear every day about things, about you know how I'm dragging you guys and making you guys crazy. You know what I mean? But I'm starting to see the value in executing at velocity in a controlled manner, you know, in a controlled. Yeah. And like you said earlier, we've already built a lot of these processes to support our clients and ourselves internally. So at that point, replicating something we know is successful and then tweaking it as needed. You know, it's not like we're launching a company from ground up trying to run with the same. Yeah. And that's the thing that we have, you know, my my X amount of years of experience, my 10, 11 years of being a business owner and experience, we have your, you know, experience. And also we have your banking experience. You know, I don't think we talk enough about that, that you came from the financial world that you, you know, were running a bank before you set out to, to, to embark on your own and strike out, you know, because you wanted more, et cetera, et cetera. And I think that that's a, a worthwhile story to, to, to kind of investigate and to discuss in the future. But I think that our experiences dictate our mindset, but that doesn't always have to remain our mindset. You know, I, I would operate so fast because, you know, within 48 hours of me being fired from my last job, I had, you know, I had already had the LLC and the paperwork. I had everything up and running and I was ready in business two days later. You know, I took one day to be hungover because mm-hmm. that day I think Stinky drunk. It was back in those fun days. <laughs> but you know what I'm saying? Yeah. But at the same time, you didn't go rent an office and build a team no. out before you signed. No, not at all, because that's the part that that's the part that scares the shit out. <laughs> you know what I mean? That's the part that that's why I have you. <laughs> you know, and you have me for the other stuff. So I think yeah. that it's very, very interesting. You know, I, I I would love to hear what people have to say you know, about how they execute ideas. I just think that if it's anything, you know, I always end all my work camp talks with, you know, three things. I, I, I'm all, all, all my work camp talks, you know, the last three years, I've ended with the same three points. One, perfection is the enemy of progress. Two, if you can help somebody, help them. And I just recorded the bonus episode, you know, previous at E42, you know, about that. And then the third one is go do. Go do something. Don't sit on all this stuff. You have more to offer the world than just your ideas on a piece of paper or in your head. Go do. And I think that that's kind of you know where we should leave things at. Do you have any parting thoughts on velocity? You know, I love I love this topic. I think it's interesting. Um, carrying a project far, like you said, you know, if you want to do it by yourself, you can do it fast. If you want to go far, go with a team. You know, my only thing with velocity is, you know, make sure you're not put putting important decisions on the back burner for too long. You know, the absolute, uh, you know, we I've seen people become almost a toxic when it's like, hey, so what's the marketing budget? 
uh, you know, let me, we're going to do this next week. We'll let you know. All right. We'll call you next month. We still haven't gotten there. Right. You know, the fit, the, the fear to make a decision is almost worse than going too fast, too far. Yeah. Would you consider that the paralysis by analysis or just like the paralysis by fear or just kind of not knowing or not having a process and not doing anything? Not doing, I think it's easy to say tomorrow. Yeah. Oh, I'll take care of this tomorrow. And if you don't have real structured goals, you know, I was listening to the Gary V audio experience. I checked that out a couple times a week. And, you know, one of the best things I heard in the last couple of months is, you know, if you're informed and you're confident, you're informed, make informed decisions fast. Yeah. Don't be scared to be wrong. Yeah. There's always time to pivot. Yeah. And, and, and I think that that's the, the beauty of launching an idea to the world is that you can go ahead and, you know, then you let them say, okay, this is what I want. This is what we need. Now mm-hmm. it's up to you to provide that. So excellent. This has been a great, a great discussion. So let's, uh, uh quick off topic question. Are there any other podcasts besides the Gary V one that you've been listening to lately that's sort of been on the rotation with you and Nate in the office? So let's see, uh, planet money. Planet money is a great one. NPR. Oh, planet money. Yep. Uh, I have started listening to serial season three, mm-hmm. which is kind of cool that season three is now, you know, each episode's its own story. Yep. So it's not like a 12, you know, part or whatever. So it's actually kind of cool to play it in the office now because you don't have to bring people in. You know, hey, this is part nine of twelve. You missed most of right. it. You know. It, it. you know, the funny thing is, it's actually serial content now, not episodic. Yeah, <laughs> that's true. It's the periodical. Yeah. Yeah. Right. I mean, <laughs> this is sort of funny because I re- I just wrote a blog post about that for Trinity about oh, episodic, episodic versus serial. Oh, did you? Do you not read what I write for our company? Anyway, that's another talk show. The podcast I've been listening to, I, I, I listen to the Nine Club. I'm a big skateboarder. I love skateboarding, and I, I you know, and I, I know some of the people who get on the show. You know, living in Southern California, I'm immersed in that culture. So the Nine Club is one of my favorites. I just think those guys bring the history of skateboarding to light in such a cool way. Uh, something else I'll always listen to is I'll listen to Startup. I'm sorry. I listen to startup, but that's on hiatus at the moment. I listen to the pitch where it's sort of like a shark tank esque type of thing, but it's more, it's less produced for, for entertainment and it's produced more for actually investing. So it's very, very interesting and stimulates some pretty cool ideas. And I love true crime podcast. So I too, I have been listening to serial as they drop off. And the other one that I listen to quite often is ear hustle. It's a podcast from behind the walls of San Quentin prison. And they tell, they tell stories of, you know, the prisoners, their crimes and what life is like on the inside. Very, very interesting stuff. And uh, I love documentaries. So I typically the stuff that I listen to, I also listen to this other one. Uh, I listened to it yesterday at the gym called Disgraceland. Disgraceland tells like 25 to 40 minute stories about infamous rock and roll and music personalities. The one I just listened to about Rick James is off the hook like rick james i'm rick james bitch you know rick james was (laughs) did you know i now we're really off the topic but did you know that rick james and neil young were in a band together and they're introduced by joni mitchell exactly right wow (laughs) mind blown crazy so rick james also saved saved jim morrison's life from a cocaine overdose at steven still's house Okay. Wow. Listen, so Disgraceland is, yeah. is, is a good one. So Disgraceland, <laughs> so we got to wrap this up so I can go check this episode out. <laughs> but 
I'm glad you mentioned true crime because I did have a conversation the other day about somebody's like, hey, have you listened to S Town? It's oh, so good. Yeah, yeah. Shit Town. That was a Shit good town. one. Yeah. So, hey, everybody, thank you so much for listening. You know, we appreciate you listening and check us out. And we appreciate all the Spotify listeners. Spotify has growing in audience here. So everybody listening to this on Spotify, you guys get a special shout out. I know my buddy Rick from Toronto is up there listening on Spotify and a bunch of stuff. So thank you so much. And you can please rate, review, subscribe to the show on iTunes, iHeartRadio, Google Play, Spotify, um, Podbean, wherever you get your podcasts. And if you don't see it, jump off as a suggested podcast. Just search New Marketing Show, and there it is. Then hit the subscribe button. So, hey, Kevin, thank you for being with us. Thanks for checking this out. This has been a great episode. Um, I'm super excited about this, and uh, now it's time for us to go do, right? That's right. We got. I've got a podcast to listen to. Thanks for listening, everybody. That's right. Talk to you guys later. <laughs>